airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Want to say a uh, shout out to all the messy people who tuned in today. <laughs> <laughs> just because you heard that there was going to be a controversial conversation. Oh and so you just, goodness. to all the people who took your lunch a little bit later today, because you're like, hey, you know, Will and Mika are going to be talking about the whole Beth Moore, John MacArthur thing. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear the one about? The rumor weed. Did you, the rumor weed from, from VeggieTales. Remember back in the, hey, 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 have you heard the one uh, about Alfred? Uh, yeah, so, so we were listening yesterday and we heard that Will and, and his wife, what's the girl's name? Uh, it's Mickey. It's Mika. No, it's something. <laughs> It's one of those. Mika. They're going to be talking about John. Mika. Mac- it's Mika. <laughs> They're going to be talking about John MacArthur and the and the lady, the lady preacher, mm. Beth Moore. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're taking lunch today at two central, three Eastern. <laughs> I'm hungry, but it's worth lunch. it. Yeah, late lunch. I heard tension. I came as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, welcome to the program. Let's just get into it. Right. Because we've got a lot of clips that we want to play and uh, and want to kind of lay the groundwork for what it is that we're trying to do today. Uh, I'm not trying to teach doctrine. Mm-hmm. I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I hope that there's no one who's tuning in thinking that I'm going to attempt to do that. What we do is we look at what's happening in the culture and then we filter that through biblical conviction. And and then we, we have a discussion around that yeah. where we implore you to stand up for the truth of the scriptures, to not cave to the culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then also we like to have a conversation around what is happening in pop culture as Sometimes what happens in the church becomes a pop cultural phenomenon, (laughs) (laughs) becomes something that then gets expressed and talked about in the church. And this is what happened um, over the weekend, last weekend at um, John MacArthur's church in California as they were celebrating 50 years of his pulpit ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think the conference was Truth Matters or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I don't I don't really and I, I don't know how much disclosure is needed at this point. But I will say this, um, I do not closely follow John MacArthur's ministry. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so I think it's important for people to know that. Um, That is not a slam. There are other people's ministries that I also don't follow closely. Exactly. Okay, so just know that. Um, So I don't follow his ministry closely, and um, I'm not up to date on all of the, the inner workings of what goes on at, you know, Grace Church. I don't I don't know all of those things. Um, But this is something that comes up in my information feed Mm -hmm. because it became sort of a kerfluffle. Mm -hmm. Now, when I saw this on Monday or Tuesday, I guess it was. No, you introduced me to it Mm -hmm. over the weekend. It was over the weekend? Thank you. Earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah, Yeah, it was over the weekend. That's right. So I I, I became aware of all of this on Saturday night Mm. is is when I became aware of it. So... um, so, but I was, I, I had been thinking about this and thinking about the implications of the statement that uh, Pastor John MacArthur made as he was, which in fairness, and we're going to play the clip. The audio is not great, by the way. 
the audio is uh, from someone's phone who was out in the audience who yeah. recorded this segment of the conference. All right. So the audio is not great, but I do think it's worth you hearing it so that you understand a little bit about what the conversation is. If you're not aware of the conversation, you can do some Google searches for Beth Moore, John MacArthur. And, you know, if you're messy, you'll find all of the gossip. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It kind of seems like that, though. It, it starts yeah. to descend into that. I don't right. really want to focus so much on the tit for tat. And right, like, you know, right, I, right. I don't want to do that. I really don't. I just want us to have a conversation around what's at stake when the church is misunderstood. Mm. That's what I want to have a conversation around. Okay. Um, we can still and should still defend the Bible, but we should learn how to do that um, without wavering, but being fully aware of how the culture is changing and how the enemy is trying to destroy the church. Mm -hmm. So another way to say that simply is with wisdom, you know, and that's 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 what I'm saying. And so anyway, so that's what we're going to look at. Um, but so uh, in all fairness, we don't have all of the clip because it's a it's a little bit lengthy. Uh, John MacArthur says more stuff than we have in this clip. You can go and find it on YouTube or you can go to AFR.net or if you have the uh, the app, the AFR app. When you get this program, all of the links to the audio that you hear today, we have several clips. All of those links will be in the show notes. That's right. So if you want to go back and you want to watch the video, you want to see all of it, you're like, I don't trust Mika Nim. <laughs> and you want to go get all of the notes for yourself, you can do that um, by going to AFR.net and looking at the show, Aaron the Addison's will be today's show. All the links will be in it. And if you've got some time, you sit down and you watch that. Um, and I hope that you will. I hope that you will. Yeah. So this particular part of the conference was sort of, I guess, what would be considered sort of like the lighter part of it, right? It was supposed to be yeah, like a like funny a thing. It's a word association word that they're association playing game. with Todd Friel. Yeah. Which we have interviewed Todd Friel. Yes. Like we have, yeah. you know, so he is funny. Yeah. I like talking to him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't agree with everything that he says right. theologically Neither and do doctrinally. I, I don't right. agree with him on everything. Um, but he is a man of God and mm -hmm. he is funny. Mm -hmm. All right. He is absolutely funny. He's a culture watcher like we are. So mm -hmm. he's looking at what's happening in the culture and he's responding. Um, but that's, that's kind of his thing. Like a yeah. sense of humor is Todd Frill's thing. Yeah. All right. So in context, I think all of this is important to set up and Todd Frill sets up with this word association game that they're playing. And, um, on the stage is John MacArthur and, Oh my goodness, Phil, uh, Johnson. Phil Johnson. Thank you. I almost lost his name. And Phil Johnson. And he even jokes later that Vody Bauckham was supposed to be on the stage. And he says this. He says, Vody Bauckham's not here because he's weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So that's important. <laughs> All of that's important because it's it's there is some humor around it. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, I do think that it well, you should listen to the clip. Uh this is I you know what? I actually gave you the numbers. You have the you, you I have, have the, the numbers. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then this clip is number seven. All right. This clip is number seven. Here we go. For your stretches, I will say a word, and then the three of you need to give a one or a pithy response to the word. Are you I feel ready? like I'm being set up. <laughs> that is always the case with Todd. Watch out for him. He will try to embarrass you. We're going to start out. This is, this is just kind of touching your toes. Easy, easy setup for you. Let's begin with an easy one. The word is Beth Moore. That's two words. <laughs> Literalist. All right. Dr. MacArthur, Beth Moore. How many words do I get? You know, 
actually, and, and before you answer this, please think carefully this time, because last time you did a one-word association, yeah, the guy wrote a book a about trouble, it, and we don't want that. I was thinking of the same word. Okay. Go home. <laughs> well, I, I see we're warmed up. Why <laughs> dilly-dally? Um... There's no case that can be made biblically for a woman preacher. Period. Paragraph. End of discussion. <laughs> so, let me see if I can get a clarification on that. Got one. Okay, so so that's the first portion of it mm-hmm. that is recorded. You can hear the audio's not great. It's from someone's cell phone, but right. it's been great enough to make its way around the internet. <laughs> so I figured that ATA audience uh, needed to be able to hear that to really kind of understand context and to hear that there is some humor associated with this. Yeah. There is some humor, right? Yeah. Um, but I think there is also, there is there is a problem. Yeah, it's kind of... Um a little cutting, like it was. It was yeah. kind. Of, it was humor, but it was like sarcastic. Like, yeah, when he mentioned her name, it was laughter in the room. Okay, so and there's so the immediate was, understanding that right. this is going to be. This is okay. going to be. It's going to yeah. be like, ooh, what is he going to say? Right. Like, this is going to, you know. So I think people's ears perked up. And, yeah, and he was like, okay, Doctor MacArthur, Beth Moore, and then, you know, he made his statement. He said, "Go home." Yeah. And the room erupted, and it was kind of like in this type of like mocking. It was a zinger. Yeah, it was like it, it ah. was like it was a zinger, and it appeared that Beth Moore was officially zunged. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> okay, you got her. You know. Yeah. And um, now again, there's that, and then we also have clip eight where it kind of continues here, and that's that would I would put that in the category of um, that's humor, mm-hmm. but there was a problem in even the follow up with Pastor John MacArthur in that it is not completely biblically honest because it doesn't give context, Hmm. right? So now, and and this is what I have tried to explore as I've listened to it, and then I go back and I'm reading the Bible and I'm I'm reminding myself of what the Lord says to us in his word. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you think of what it is to preach, it is to proclaim, to to tell, to say. Mm -hmm. And I think that what Pastor MacArthur means is that women are not allowed to preach to men. Mm Mm-hmm. But that is not what he says. Mm. What he says is that there is no biblical case for women to preach, period, paragraph, he, end of sentence. Yes, yeah, that's, that's how he said it. That's yeah. actually biblically inaccurate. Right. And so when you hear that, and then that starts to circulate the Internet, mm-hmm. and then that goes out into the public square, and that goes out into what is a volcano in our current culture, mm-hmm. then the feminists and the womanists stand mm. up and say, you see, I told you. Right. right. I told you that's how they are over there in the quote unquote white man's church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you often talk about when you, when you and I talk, you say, um, <laughs> you, you say that there's some, sometimes from our, our president, you say, man, those are unforced errors or like those yeah. are self-inflicted. Yeah. We didn't have to have this problem. Like, right. why did you say that? <laughs> you know? And so, um, and so I, I look at this to the church. Now, mm-hmm. here, let me tell you something else too. I'm not looking at this as like a, oh my goodness, this is what John MacArthur did to himself or did to his church. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how the church, capital C, uh, navigates this when, there are people who are members of the church. Maybe the church is sort of factioned a little bit, and I hate that that's true. Right. But there are people who will take their side, 
right? right? And and will use this as a defense for their side. And the thing is, it's not that we shouldn't speak truth. We need to be accurate. Absolutely. And uh, at the same time, we can see when we're not accurate, it's going to give fuel to those who are trying to basically divide That's the right. church. And this kind of statement not uh, given accurately, I think, gives that fuel to the woke folk yes. out there that's yes. trying to divide even the church. Absolutely. And that is where we come to comment on it. Mm-hmm. Not from the sense of, oh, we're going to go into an hour long of teaching doctrine on right. how women are using the church. But the question is, how do we communicate the truth accurately and avoid the type of hyperbole that we heard, actually, because it is not, it's not true and it's not beneficial, especially in the time that we're in. But um, author, speaker, pastor, theologian, John MacArthur didn't stop there. He continued. He, he said that women are not allowed to preach, period, paragraph, end of sentence. But then he kind of doubled back to it. And, and this is where I think it kind of, without clarity, and then this added to it, I think it's problematic. This is clip eight. I would just add one thing. Um, <laughs> Just because you have the skill to sell jewelry on the TV sales channel doesn't mean you should be preaching. There are people who have certain hawking skills, um, natural abilities to sell. They have energy and personality and all of that. Um, That doesn't qualify you to preach. Now, um, (laughs) here's the problem. When you do a little bit of math and you take a sweeping statement that I know Pastor MacArthur doesn't believe because I've heard his teaching on this. Mm -hmm. I know he doesn't believe what he said, but in the moment he said something that number one is not biblically accurate. Number two, he doesn't even believe, but in this moment, this is what he said, right? That women are not allowed to preach period, paragraph, end of sentence. That's what he said, right. okay, or end a statement or something like that. That's not what he believes. It's not biblically accurate. Then you add to that lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. You add to that then just because you have certain hawking skills, like you can you can sell something, right? doesn't mean that you should be preaching. This is like red meat to the intersectionalists, oh, if man. you want, <laughs> if you want to call them that. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is red meat to to the critical race theorists. Right. And so we'll get into what this actually means when we talk about the red meat of it and, and maybe do a little bit of a look back on intersectionality and the development of it. All right, Erin the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. just like to say I think well at least the men I know um, we do not believe a woman would be an elder Um, in many of the dangerous places in the world um, I would not want to send I mean I think at times when I've been street preaching I wouldn't want a woman to be standing by my side 
But um, here's what you have to understand. Those qualifications of an elder, I've heard evangelists say, I don't need to have the qualifications of an elder because I'm an evangelist. But what Paul's doing there, he's simply describing a mature Christian. An elder should be a mature Christian. A woman should be a mature Christian. A woman needs just as much theology as a man. A woman grows in Christ just like a man through knowledge of the Word of God, through prayer, through the grace of God. And that's very important to understand. Also, I read a statistic. I, I, I don't know who it was from, but they estimated that, you know, well, the article was something about women believe that they're limited because they can't preach to men. But if you take all the women in the world, and I think every child under 15, it makes up for 75% of the population. Women can do a lot of work. The thing is that really bothers me, I think we have Martha Peace here. There's a woman that's a perfect example. God has used her all over the world because she knows the scriptures. I'm so tired of women getting together. Men get together, have a conference on the Trinity or justification. Women get together and the only thing they teach them is if the world gives you lemons, learn how to turn it into lemonade. Women don't need that. They need theology. And all over the world, when I go into the... When, when I go into the bush, when I'm, when I'm in deep jungle in Peru, I want you to know something. We're high up in the mountains of the Andes. Guess what? The men are all gathered there. Most of the women aren't there because they're illiterate. You talk about the, one of the greatest unreached people groups in the world are women. And we, but we need women who know this book. And they can be mightily used of God on the mission field. And then lastly, I'll say this. You know, people will look back at a Mary Celeste of Calabar and other women missionaries and Amy Carmichael and, you know, will say, well, they shouldn't have done that or they shouldn't have done this. Well, my, my opinion is this. Deborah shouldn't have done that either. But when the men are so weak, God doesn't use them. He will raise up women as a rebuke to the men. So we need to rise up and be the men of God so that they can be the women of God that they were called to be. Paul Washer, Paul Washer mm -hmm. in Paul Washer fashion. And uh, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Just what I suspected would happen. Let me say this and let me be clear because I think that there are people who are misunderstanding and, and want to misunderstand. There's already activity oh. on the Aaron the Addisons page. And I welcome that. That's fine. Okay. Um, so the question from our brother David who's listening says, not biblical with a question mark. And then he refers us to 1 Corinthians 14, 34, mm -hmm. uh, uh, 1 Timothy 2, 11 uh, through 12. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, look, that's fine. That's not what I'm I'm not saying that God doesn't have order in the church. Right. I'm right. not saying that God does not have order as to how women are to operate in the congregation of the church. That's Amen. not what John MacArthur said, brother. <laughs> That's not what he said. Right. He said women are not to preach, period. Paragraph in the sentence, you know, I may be getting that out of order, but that's what he said. He didn't he didn't he did not qualify that with the anchor of the scriptures. Now, here's the thing. If you define automatically that preaching is pulpit preaching, then yeah, I'll give or, you that. Or if you're equate, equating preaching with pastoring some right. type of way. And even if you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 4, I think it's verse 11, around that when the fivefold ministries are given, it, it doesn't even say anything about preachers. Preaching, it said teachers. Right. If you want to be technical. Right. But, you know, the thing is that the, the problem is, is, that's not what John MacArthur said. Right. 
I you hope know, people hear us saying and that. And you already said that we know that he don't really believe he's that taught because he's taught accurately. But the way that he said that was careless, because especially because of the, the time that we're in and who's listening and who's eating it up. Eating it up. You know, jumping so, on it. So to make a statement like that, maybe he thought, you know, I'm in my church. I'm you in know, my camp. Nobody's. Yeah. You know, but we got cell phones. We got all kind of stuff. Now. <laughs> you know, maybe he was just being a little light with it and, and stuff like that. But it has ramifications that go far beyond that, and that's that what's happened. conference or that celebration of his uh, pastoring. Let me tell you something. Just like liberals, just like liberals during campaign season, there are social justice activists who will fundraise off of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're going to fundraise. And, and you say, well, what do you mean, Miki? They're going to fundraise. They're going to have conferences where they use this as fodder in their discussion. Because they're already having the conferences. They're right. just so, going to add this so to now it. This will be see, added it, to This would be an example. <laughs> and it's inaccurately communicated. And we have heard it communicated accurately that there is a beautiful compliment between men and women, how they function and their roles in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this to women, too. By the way, by the way, I'm going to be teaching at uh, <gasps> Clutching Your Pearls. I'm going to be teaching <laughs> at Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi on Saturday morning, beginning at 830 uh, to a women's group. Mm-hmm. Um, to a women's That's group. That's very important to say. Okay. Let me just say that I'm going to be <laughs> teaching women the Bible. <laughs> We're going to be looking at the book of Philippians, all right? And, and we're going to be talking about what is praiseworthy. So I want to invite you to come on out and join us. If you plan on doing that, you might, you might let Hope Church know that you're coming. I think they're going to serve some refreshments. We'll have a little break, and then yeah. I'm going to be speaking twice. And you said women. So to guys women. out there. You know, to women. And in <laughs> fact, I'm, I'm electing after this conference, after John MacArthur's comments, I'm electing not to even have anybody do PowerPoint for me that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even come run sound. Raise up women sound runners. Ha! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, listen, let me say something. I have been in ministry to women for 20 years, about 20 years. And um, it is astounding to me that there are some women who think that teaching women is a downgrade. Mm. If you think that teaching women is a downgrade, that says a lot about what you think of women more mm. so than what men think of women. Wow. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? I love teaching women. Mm-hmm. I love discipling women. I love training women. I love training my children. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is, I mean, and when we sit down around our table during the day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, this is not patty cake. Get Jesus <laughs> into your heart. Right. I am teaching them sound doctrine. I am teaching them theology. And this is important. Women need to know this is why we played the Paul Washer clip, because it is it is high time for women to stop leading with their feelings and their emotions Mm -hmm. and really dig into the word of God, because we are facing the onslaught of the culture and women are not equipped to handle it. And so now they're becoming casualties of the culture. Mm. Now, let me tell you this. I operate in in several different, I guess, what you would call capacities. Mm -hmm. So I teach women. Mm-hmm. I host a radio program mm-hmm. that presents information about what's going on in the culture. Right. And I also present information mm-hmm. at conferences. That's right. Now, <laughs> it's totally up to a man whether or not he wants to attend a conference where I'm presenting information. Just recently, most mm-hmm. recently, up in Richmond, Virginia, yeah. I presented a, 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 an hour-long PowerPoint presentation on critical race theory and intersectionality. Right. Praise God for the people who were present, Amen. both men and women who said we had no idea that this is creeping into the church. Yeah. 
Now, if there are men, listen, and let me tell you something. If there are men who think, well, no, a man needs to present this information, that doesn't offend me. Mm -hmm. Those men should not come out. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But I am not going to pastor men. Mm-hmm. I am not going to teach or preach to men. That is right. that is not in, in fact it's not prescribed in the Bible. Now and I know and look, and, oh, I, ahead, I just want to say on, on on your behalf on this, you have had invitations to do certain things that it, that w- it would seem like you would have to be preaching. That's 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 what they want you to come do. And you've said, "No, I'm not going to do that." I've declined it. Yeah. I've declined it. And 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 let me tell you, look, man, because I fear God. Amen. Because I believe his word is true. And and I man, thank you, Will. I almost forgot. I, you know, I don't even think about that because that's as that's as natural to me as breathing. Like, no, man, I, I I'm right. gonna feel uncomfortable. Right. I'm gonna feel uncomfortable. Right now, you are talking with a brother mm-hmm. about me coming and presenting the information that I have researched on critical race theory and intersectionality. And there's a question as to whether or not at this conference that's taking place at a church, I will be preaching to men. Right. So your response, actually, before you even told me about it, your yeah. response was what? Well, I said that if it's, <laughs> it's going to be something that uh, is going to be questionable, because we're not trying to add any type of controversy to anything al- already, because when we talk about these issues, there's a lot of controversy there <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said, no, Mickey won't do that, you know, because we're not we're not trying to come in and be out of order or anything like that. But if it's a presentation that and I and what I did was I sent the video to the brother and I, you know, ask him if you want to show it to his pastor, whatever. And if, if they're OK with this, then that that's fine. You know, and the brother may be listening. Um, shout out, hey brother. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think we take that stuff seriously is what we're saying. That's not something that we're just like, ah, oh, no, we're just going to do whatever we no, want. No, man. That's not how we roll. No, I That's respect. Let me say this. I respect. Oh, I don't know. It just hit me a little bit of motion there. I respect male leadership. Amen. I respect that. I believe that is God's design, um, for the church mm-hmm. and for families. Yeah. And let me tell you something. There is safety and there is security in that. And we must never mistake as women or even as men, right? We must never mistake the gifts that women have as a replacement for function, that they mm. can now function in a different way mm-hmm. because they have those gifts. I'm a teacher. That is a gift that God has given me. Amen. I'm also a researcher. I don't find that in the Bible. <laughs> I don't find that as some sort of spiritual gift. <laughs> it goes along gift, with right? teaching. But though. it helps me to it teach. It goes along with teaching. You understand? Yeah. But I would far be it from me to ever do something that would discredit the scriptures or to say I'm operating rogue. Mm. You understand? And I know, I know that even in this moment, there are, there are sisters maybe, and maybe there are brothers who are listening to me Mm -hmm. and they're saying, well, we don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. We think that women can do all of it, that they can do whatever it is that they want. Mm -hmm. You would have to make a case for that biblically and you would have to be consistent. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would caution the body of Christ to recognize that one of the reasons that we have the revoice movement mm-hmm. where they are quote unquote rethinking same sex attraction in the church is because people have taken the scriptures and they've Come said, on. well, you know, that only applied for that time Come on. and that understanding. That's exactly But the Lord right. would not set us up for that type of Come failure on. and say, well, you know, only for these people at this time. Mm-hmm. No, the gospel is legal and binding and works in all generations and all times all around the world. Yeah. And so that means that for me, from a fatherless home, right, mm-hmm. with no picture of mm-hmm. male leadership, mm-hmm. the Bible is binding on my life. Amen. 
And that's the and thing. I had a learning curve. And that's the, and that's that's the thing. Once we give up the uh, fidelity to the scriptures and say, you know, these things don't matter for us today. That's how you have, you know, uh, bishops in certain churches who are women, and you have like certain things happening, and you know, you, you you have like the LGBTQ, all that stuff happening and in the church because say, we've given up the yes. order of how things supposed to be, you know, uh, according to God. So they will say things like this, and man, I. You know, Lord, there. I told you in the one hour you'd be both joyed and and overjoyed and offended. It just happens when you're when you're looking at the scriptures, right? So, so this is what the homosexual activists will say. They will say, "Well, your Bible also says this about mm-hmm. women," and they'll say, "What do you do with that?" Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Well, if you've come to a different understanding about women in 21st century America, maybe you need to come to a different understanding about homosexuality." Right. So we have to be very careful. We have to stay as close to the truth as we possibly can. That's right. Now, let me let me point something out, because there are terms that's used in this conversation, culturally mm-hmm. speaking, and it, it has made its way in the church, around the church, out into the culture, then back into the church and all of these things. And um, and ultimately and will remind me if I forget, because, well, let me say this first. I'm sorry, guys. Let me just say this. My grief and my concern about what has come out of this whole conversation about John MacArthur and Beth Moore is that the world wants to do to the church with uh, the value and the worth of women, Mm -hmm. the same thing that it did with diversity. Mm. So the church doesn't know how to handle this blessed diversity that we've been given. Mm. The world steals it. The world robs us of it, Mm. right? Where you're supposed to have biblically faithful men and women who are supposed to be the chief champions of, no, man, from every tribe, nation, and tongue, the Lord is going to ransom. And so we're supposed to be celebrating that. But we have these hiccups where we don't do it. So you know what happens? The culture steals it from us. Mm. They take it, and then they redefine it. Yeah, They redefine it. They say, you know what is diverse? um, different sexual persuasions. Mm. That's diversity. And then you have a diversity task force that has nothing to do with the color of one's skin or one's ethnicity, but now it has to deal with their sexual orientation Mm. or their gender Mm -hmm. preference. Mm -hmm. And then they repackage it, redefine it, and then they send it back into the church. And now the church is like trying to stand against it. We, We become allergic to these words. We're like, oh, I don't like diversity because of what the world has done to it. But you know what? The world would not have been able to do it if we would have stood guard against it. Mm. So I see the same thing happening with the value of women. Mm. So we don't need to double down and dig in. Oh, women are not allowed to preach, period. In other words, women have no worth. They have no gifts that can be used within parameters of the scriptures in the church. The reason we shouldn't do that is because the world is accusing us of that type of bigotry, of that type of narrow-mindedness, and they're wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. The Bible does not allow for us to even espouse that. Although I get, you know, I'm, I'm on social media with, <laughs> I'm on social media with an individual who's telling me that he can make a biblical case that women are not to teach the scriptures at all. Not, not to, women, to women, not to anyone at all. Women are not supposed to. T- now, where do you get that, man? <laughs> where, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and this is what, this is what the feminists are hoping you will say. So that they can rob the church of its vitality that includes both men and women. We are both made in the image of God. And so for the church to flourish and grow, for the kingdom of God to advance, both men and women are necessary components of that. Amen. 
but there is beauty in both men and women operating according to their function. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care the brokenness of your family. I can tell you my testimony. God's word is true. Every other expression is a lie. Mm. We got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Today, Iran is home to the fastest growing church in the world. It's almost entirely Muslim background. They have no denominational leanings or affiliation. They have no governmental recognition or legitimacy. They have no bank accounts. They have no 501c3s. They have no centralized leadership. They have no Bible schools or seminaries. They own no properties or church buildings, and they possess no assets. On top of that, while being Muslim background, they are, by and large, aggressively and passionately pro-Israel. That is, they love the Jewish people. And on top of that, it's predominantly led by women. Mm, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on Urban Family Talk. We got a couple more clips. Urban, I said Urban Family Talk. You did? I did. I meant to say American <laughs> Family Radio. That's funny. That was I mean, a, six and a half years. I'm I know. Don't that's so funny. That. I was on autopilot. <laughs> I was on autopilot on American Family Radio. Oh. The Lord done brought us together. <laughs> D-U-N. He done did it. Oh. Uh, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's. We appreciate you listening. And I want to say to my brother David, who, uh, who got the clarity that he was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a sound man, he just said on our, on, our fa- on our Facebook page. So he thought it was funny that I'm not allowing sound <laughs> men. I haven't said that to Hope Church. So if anyone from Hope Church is listening, <laughs> I was, that was a joke. That was just a joke. They're like, well, fine, then just make sure that you, <laughs> you, you talk know, loud, project. Then. You make sure. <laughs> I've been told I'm pretty loud. Anyways, um, anyway, look, it's important that we understand that God uses women and the reason, one of the reasons we wanted to do this show was to just sort of reinforce that the Lord is still using women. In Iran right now, the fastest growing church right now is in Iran. Go ahead. And I was just going to say, you know, too, we talked about John McArthur and Beth Moore. This is not at all an endorsement of Beth Moore. No, you know? that is so important. I think people Will. need to understand that this is not, oh, it, it's, it's bigger than Beth That's Moore, right. or what we're talking about. That's right. You know, but so this is not an endorsement of her teaching or no. what she may be doing now. I don't follow her either, so I don't really I know. I don't follow Beth Moore either. Some I of the do. things I've seen is like, ah, dead giveaway. You I know? do follow so. enough to know that, and we covered this on the program. You'd have to go back and get the archives uh, to know that you know, she changed, um, omitted a passage from her yeah. book, uh, a paragraph from her book that dealt with homosexuality. And we mm. covered that on the show, mm-hmm. which by the way, our sister Linda was listening yesterday and asked for resources on that. Linda, I've got you some links. If you will just email Addison's at AFR.net, Addison's at AFR.net. I've got you the links that you need to know more about what Beth Moore did in removing um, a biblical stance mm-hmm. on human sexuality from her 2009 book. Um, and, and right now the title of that book escapes me, but I got the information for you. I got your, your uh, message and I'll send it out to you. If you just email Addison's 
at AFR.net. I want to say, uh, read this message and then play another clip here and talk more about what God is doing in Iran. And we talk about feminism in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. Angry women. It's, it's angry, bitter women. But here's the problem. They are expanding their message in the church, mm. right? They are, they are getting a foothold in the church. And my concern for what happened this past weekend is that this tightens their grip. Yeah. This tightens their grip. Yeah. Um, thank you so much to Marilyn, who's listening to us right now, and, and said this uh, in real time. She said the problem started with whoever set up the platform for that meeting. It was set up to roast Beth Moore. That was a wrong setup. As Christians, we need to be very cautious about our humor, she put in quotes. Mm. I don't agree with how John M. answered. Yeah. And I think that that's the problem that a lot of people are having. Yeah. Um, and and with, with respect to what you just said, Will, I think another one of the problems that we're having is that we don't want to be inadvertently endorsing one over the other or right. belittling right. or condemning or anything. We just want to slice down the middle and exactly. say, here is the problem. So right. anyway, the Lord is using women in Iran. And, and one of the things that I try to say on my barrage of posts is that ministry is not limited to the pulpit. Mm. It's not about it's being not up in front of somebody <laughs> and presenting. Right. I, I wish we had more women who would disciple other women. Mm. I wish we had more women who would raise their children to love and fear the Lord and see that as ministry and valuable. Yeah. We had a conference two years ago, the Marriage Family Life Conference, where a homeschooling mom stood up and said, what is it that we homeschooling moms can do? She said, we just feel like we are not in the fight. She said, what is it that we can do? You know, we're at home with our kids. And I said, that's what you're doing. Yeah. That is in the fight. Amen. And, and the reason we don't think it's in the fight is because we have been recultured mm. if you will and we have lost our understanding of the value and the worth of the ministry that is at home there are also times that the lord calls women to do things outside of their homes that's right this does not work against the scriptures right right it's not work you know I, again on social <laughs> media I had a brother tell me that i need to speak to him basically through you or that i should get you to speak for me <laughs> okay guys that's patriarchy yeah <laughs> now, there is a continuum in this whole discussion. There is patri- patriarchy, then there's complementarianism, mm-hmm. and then there's egalitarianism, mm-hmm. and then there is just rank feminism, <laughs> yeah. which is men are trash. Mm. All right? <laughs> egalitarianism says that women can do and function equally to men in all situations. Mm. Complementarianism says that women and men are of equal worth and value, but they have different roles and functions, and these roles and functions come from God. Amen. Patriarchy says men are superior to women in every aspect, and that women do not enjoy the same freedoms, the same liberties, the same expressions that men enjoy, mm. and therefore they should be filtered through their husbands or some covering. Mm. Now, you know, I don't know very many patriarchs. You understand what? I don't know very many people who fall into that category. I think many of us fall into the category of complementarianism where we say, no, men and women have equal worth and value, but the Lord has ordered from the beginning that there is a different function, there is a mm-hmm. different role, and there is a joy in that. There is a, there is a, this is what I tell people all the time. You know, man, I don't know how many times to say it. I am not oppressed. <laughs> right, right. I'm not offended when people contact Will and say, hey, we want Mickey to come and, and speak to no, our women. I prefer that. I prefer that. I'm like, <laughs> yes. 
Because I prefer I want, it too. Because I, it takes the whole weight off. Because I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's, you know, whatever. But 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 here's the thing. Because I want women. Look, I don't. In, in the in the 20 years that I've been involved in ministry to women, I can't think of one time that I taught women the value of um, painting their nails. <laughs> That's a waste of my time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm sorry. I'm not about to invest time in going to you know talk about how to how how we you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I love the Lord Jesus Christ too much for that. Mm. And I see that we are at war Come right on. now in the Come United on. States of America over the integrity of the church. Yeah. And women are a part of the church. Mm-hmm. Women need to be equipped to hold the line Amen. and raise our children to fear the Lord and stand for righteousness just like men do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to go <laughs> to so in Iran. <laughs> In Iran, and I wanted to I wanted to point this out because right now we we tend to think of ministry and we think of preaching and teaching like some sort of pulpit ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, even you know John MacArthur said women want to ascend to the highest places of power. They don't want equality. You know, and again, and there's some discussion that you could have over that. Um, but he said that's why women don't want to be plumbers. You know, they want to be senators. They want to be pastors. And they, you know, and, and I, I have a problem with that. I, I feel like it's a little bit offensive to the plumber. You understand <laughs> what I mean? Because let me tell you, let your toilet break. <laughs> your plumber is in an incredible position of power. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he comes in there and, 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 and furthermore, let your toilet break on a Saturday. Mm, Lord, no. You know who walks in there with power? The plumber. <laughs> and a big bill. And a big <laughs> Whenever, whenever, whenever a plumber or someone who is specialized in, what is it, HVAC or who works on your ACs, you know, um, whenever one of those people starts off a sentence to you and they say, let me tell you what you're looking at. Oh, man, just sit down. (laughs) Just sit down. That's it. I had to come out on the weekend. So uh. that's it. Well, yeah, yeah. One time we had a guy, bless him, Lord, we had a guy come out. It was a Sunday and he was in his church clothes. Yeah. And y'all don't try to act like you don't know what church clothes are. Yeah, you know, what, know you, what you, you all got church clothes. And he came out and he was like, yeah, I got the call. He's like, I was, was on my way to church. And I'm like, oh, while he's talking, I just hear ching, ching. All right. Ching. <laughs> like the Charlie Brown teacher. I almost want to be like, wait, okay, brother. So then let's reason with one another. Why don't you go in? It was the water heater. Yeah, yeah, it I, was. I would be like, you were on your way to church. You go in and lay hands on that thing. We need a thermocouple. <laughs> Anybody know what that is? No, y'all that's just, people know what that is. That's a thermocouple. What, that's what we needed. We needed <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is moving in Iran. Yes. Let me say that. The Lord is moving in Iran and he's using women. And I want you to listen to this clip here. Uh, this is going to be clip two where you hear these women talking about what is happening in Iran and how the feminist movement in America is defined in a certain way, but what God is doing through women in Iran is profound and it's completely different mm. from this manufactured uprising of women. And in fact, in America, it is rebellion that is fueling uh, the uprising, if you will, of women. Listen to this, this is clip two. There's a feminist movement um, in the West right now. A lot of it is revolving around sexual abuse. It's a good thing that it's being exposed and coming into the light. A lot of it's also revolved around um, women's rights, um, equal pay, these types of things. I've lived in an area um, on the earth where uh, women's rights, it's 
not, it's not even a, a real thing. What's fascinating about what's happening in Iran right now is that the most powerful leaders are women. But it's not in a bombastic, humanistic way of, I am just as good, I am just as strong. In fact, they are the most gentle women. I see, uh, in contrast to what's emerging in the West, um, there's so much humanism that true freedom and liberation can't come. Um, there's offense and bitterness that's really firing and fueling this movement in the West. Whereas here, it's grace, forgiveness, um, mercy, and thankfulness. Huge difference. Mm. A huge difference. But the Lord is building his church in Iran. Yeah. And he's using women to do it without the title mm. or the role of pastor, preacher. Right. All of these things are the things that we care about because in America, the church has become a kingdom or a collection of kingdoms. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Where you've got the person in the highest position of power. And so we've got to make sure that we guard that. No, we need to, we need to protect the integrity of the word of God. We need Amen. to defend the, uh, defend the word of God, right? We, without mincing words over that. But I really think that we've lost our focus in the United States of America because we see almost business models replacing what the Lord has shown us in wow. the scriptures. Yeah. Right. And, and, and there are people who say, well, no, we're not a part of, you know, church growth strategies and all those things. But now, you know, we have a certain liturgy. We have a certain way that things are done. You know, the, the same people who say that um, that women are not allowed to speak at all in the church at all. Mm -hmm. Don't know what to do with Paul saying when a woman prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, it's it's to her shame. Like you, she's not supposed to do that. She dishonors her head, dishonors her husband, you know. At the same time, our churches are not set up, many of them, where there is corporate prayer, mm. where there is a place and a time for women to be in the meeting and able to pray. Mm. And I won't even I won't even get into the gifts being in operation. <laughs> People are like that's, that's it. a whole nother. They're like, I'm logging off. <laughs> that's it. They just turned it off. I understand. Look, there are cessationists. Right. There are continuationists. <laughs> All these things. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> what about, you know, I, we, I, we have a missionary friend uh, in India. And she came to our home. And she's talking to us about what's happening in India, where the Lord Jesus is literally revealing himself to men and women in India. Right now, they're suffering immense persecution. And as she was talking, she was telling us some of the stories. You remember, sitting around mm -hmm. our table, she was, we invited some other people over to, to come yeah. and hear from her. And she's sitting at our table telling all these stories. And I asked her, I said, what denomination are you? Because <laughs> she's talking about stuff that's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. these people are reporting these. It's like, wow. Yeah. And she said, and I can't do the accent, but Indian accent. You know, she was like, we don't know anything about denominations. <laughs> she said, I can only tell you what Jesus is doing in our country. Mm -hmm. I can only tell you right now that Jesus is actually dissolving tumors on women's bodies. Mm -hmm. That there are women who go home to die. They fall asleep in their bed and they wake up to the ceiling being opened up above their <laughs> their huts, their homes and hands. Literal hands are coming out of the ceiling and being laid up on them and tumors are dissolving. <laughs> and the women who go home to die then get up the next morning and are coming to this missionary and saying, Jesus came to me last night and healed my body. Mm -hmm. He touched my body. Similar stories happening in Iran. In fact, I highly recommend that people go and watch the video link that we're going to put in the archives for today's show. It's an entire document documentary on what God is doing in Iran. Yeah. 
There's one account of a girl who literally tried to take her life, tried to hang herself. And she says that Jesus physically rescued her. <laughs> She's got the marks of the noose around her neck, but she wakes up the next morning in her bed. Now, I don't know what you do with that. Now, there's some people in America who would say, like, uh-uh, ah, no, nah, no. no. <laughs> they would say that's strange fire. Mm. But you know what? Jesus is moving because he is building his church. Amen. And Amen. his promise was that the gates of hell shall not prevail. So look, women, minister to women. Stand up for the truth. Hold the line. Respect God's order. This is not oppressive. Come on. All right. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.